0: I'm your host, Kara Stein-Conaway, and this is the Business Mamas Podcast. The Business Mamas Podcast is made for women who know they should be doing more self-care and practicing more self-love, but are overrun with balancing it all. This podcast provides the tools and support you need so you can have a successful career while also being a present and loving mom. so much for tuning in. In this episode, I talk about how I've intentionally created more joy in my life. And I share ideas and tools so that you can create more joy in your life too. The structure that I'm going to use for this episode is to share with you an article I wrote that was published in the July-August 2020 edition of the San Luis Obispo our bulletin. After I read the article, I'm going to give you some additional insights I've had since writing the article. I hope that you will be inspired to cultivate more joy in your life too. Carve out time for joy. It might be as easy as dancing a little bit every day in your kitchen. When I hear music, my body naturally responds with movement, it's instinctual it's messy. On occasion, I've even been known to kick and spin in ways that can sometimes pose a danger to those in close proximity because I'm just so into my personal experience that I can lose awareness of what's going on around me. Instead, I'm fully aware of the joy that's bubbling up inside me. I sink into the moment and the thoughts that were otherwise occupying my mind evaporate. I enjoy every step. I enjoy just being present with myself. My happiness and sense of peace are not conditioned on anything. There is nothing that must first occur for me to allow myself to feel joy. I just feel complete joy when I'm dancing. I've come to realize that when I sink into being fully present in my joy, beautiful opportunities arise. 20 years ago, I was out dancing at a local dance club when I noticed a man inviting me to dance with him. I believe that I was open to seeing him, to meeting him, and to connecting with him because I was present. I was feeling my own joy. He was feeling his own joy. Together, we created even more joy. This magical night reinforced my love of dancing This man, my husband, Jason Conaway, and I have been dancing together, although not as frequently as we would both like, for the past 20 years. My decision to allow myself to go dancing that night led me to find a generous and loving life partner and wonderful father for our two children. I believe that life is beautiful and that it becomes even more beautiful when we allow ourselves to be present in our joy. Even though I know that dancing quickly sparks these feelings of pure and unconditional joy in me, I still find that long periods of time pass where I haven't been dancing. Why is that? When it comes to our lives outside of work, some of us, me included... Are experts in delayed gratification. And some of us delay for so long and with such frequency that we deny ourselves gratification and joy altogether. Many of the same skills and habits that have helped us get this far in our careers are the same practices that, if left unchecked, can steal our joy. As a child, I remember that I needed to finish my homework Before I could go out and play after school, I don't remember thinking that there was anything wrong with this rule. It made total sense to me. Get your work done, and then when the work is done, you can play. I've conditioned myself to believe in a life guided by the principle of delayed gratification. This belief system, in many ways, has served me well. I knew going into studying for the bar exam after finishing law school that I could count on myself to study for long periods of time every day until I took the exam. I knew going into the exam that I was prepared. I set myself up to optimize the chance of passing the test the first time, and I passed. I apply this same dedication to preparing my client's cases for court in my law practice as a criminal defense attorney. However, practicing delayed gratification in this way, can also lead to missing out on opportunities for joy. It's easy for me to just keep working. If I finish one work task, there is always another one waiting in the queue. For a long time, I've held the belief that until I finished all of the work, I don't deserve to rest and I don't deserve to play. I know this belief system is at the root of my workaholic tendencies. My guess is that I'm not alone in this. As lawyers, our success, our ability to focus, buckle down, and put in the hard work is how we continue to meet the deadlines and deliver on the commitments we've made. We work very hard to take on hefty responsibilities where the quality of the work we produce can have serious consequences for our clients. We take pride in being someone who can be counted on to not only deliver, To deliver well. However, if we're not vigilant about self care, the demands that flow from this responsibility can threaten our well being. In my experience, when I start feeling overwhelmed or unwell, it's usually a sign that I've been flexing my delayed gratification muscle too much. Do you feel like you can't truly rest until all of the work is done? Do you feel like you can't play until all the work is done? Do you have work spinning around in your mind when you are in a place where you are not at work and you want to be fully present and engaged? We all have activities that we really love. Engaging in one of these activities is one of the best ways I've been able to give my delayed gratification muscle the break it really needs. These are the activities that once we are completely engaged in them, it's actually really easy to just have fun. For me, one of those activities is dance. Before I realized that I needed to set aside time for dance, I first needed to identify what activities help me sink into the present moment and really feel my joy. What kinds of activities help you sink into the present moment and really feel your joy? Do you love talking to your partner without being interrupted by those amazingly inquisitive little people who live in your house? Have you intended to set up a regular date night, but somehow something else always pops up? Have you always wanted to run a half marathon? Have you intended to join a running club to help you train for that half marathon, but just haven't made it to the first meetup yet? Do you love yoga? Have you been eyeing that four-day yoga retreat for the last three years, but can't bring yourself to put it in the calendar and to pay the deposit for the trip? Are you a lover of the outdoors? Have you been wanting to show your kids the beauty of the national parks, but haven't yet scheduled that amazing road trip? I'd encourage you to consider the thing or things that spark joy within you and to be deliberate about including the practice of those activities in your life. It's special to find an activity where you naturally sink into the present moment and let go of everything else. When you find that special activity for yourself, do it more often. You deserve to feel more joy. So it's clear that I love to dance. It's clear that it generates immense joy for me when I dance. Yet, Sometimes days and even weeks go by, and I realize that I have not been dancing. Why is this? One reason is that I haven't completely released the belief that I don't deserve to play until the work is all done. I'm definitely still working on shifting that belief for myself. One way I remind myself that I do deserve to play and cultivate joy is to tell myself that I am enough just as I am. I do not have to achieve to a certain level before I am worthy of feeling joy. I am deserving of rest, play, and cultivating joy right here and right now and just as I am. Another reason I don't dance often is because I don't have a consistent habit or practice of dancing. So that's something I get to work on too. We rely heavily on our calendars to write down our work deadlines and then work diligently until we complete the task required. It's time we start calendaring more fun into our lives. It's time to carve out time for joy. Because I know that dancing brings me so much joy and that I want to cultivate more joy in my life, I'm going to commit to dance a little bit every day. I don't have to even go anywhere. I'll put on one of my favorite songs and dance in my living room or kitchen. If I can apply my self-discipline to my professional life, then I can also apply it to help me create more joy in my daily life. Wayne Dyer says, When you dance, your purpose is not to get to a place on the floor. It's to enjoy every step along the way. I want to enjoy more of the steps along the way in my life. And since dancing makes me happy, I get to allow myself to dance more often. There are ways to include more joy in your life that won't completely disrupt your schedule or take you too far away from your responsibilities. You deserve to allow yourself some time to figure out what your joy triggering activities are and also to put practicing those joy-triggering activities into your calendar. Today, I'm committing to putting dancing into my calendar. On a daily basis, I will dance in the kitchen while we're cleaning up after dinner. On a monthly basis, I will make sure that I have at least one scheduled time to go dancing somewhere else outside of my house. Will you remind yourself that you are deserving of cultivating joy just as you are? What activity triggers pure joy to bubble up inside of you? Will you commit to spend more time engaged in that activity? Will you calendar daily, weekly, or at least monthly dates where you know that you will be engaging in this activity that triggers joy within you? Sparking joy in our lives isn't a luxury. It's a necessity. Look for ways you can make room for joy in your life. It might be as easy as dancing a little bit every day in your kitchen. Even though that article that I just read you was published in July 2020, I actually wrote it several months earlier, and it was before COVID-19 had even become part of our daily lives. So some of the activities that I mentioned in the article may not be activities that we can really safely engage in in the current climate. So I'll turn my focus now to give you some additional thoughts and ideas that I've had since writing this article that I think could be helpful. And I'll share some ways that my family has cultivated joy in the recent months. This pandemic that we've all been living through has been such a difficult time for so many and for all the people who have lost loved ones during this time. I'm sending so much compassion and love out to you as you deal with the, the tragedy that is losing loved ones. Even in the hardest of times, and maybe even more so. In the hardest of times, cultivating joy is so important. And learning to cultivate joy is something that can give you so much peace in your life. So, one of the things I mentioned in the article was that I was committing to go out dancing somewhere outside of my house. Well, given the current climate, and that dance venues have not been open for customers and it hasn't been safe to go out dancing. We've needed to change that a little bit to fit the current situation that we're all living in. But that doesn't mean that the dancing has to stop. Uh, We can play music in our house. And one of the things that we've enjoyed the most as a family is family dance party time. So Luckily, I have a couple of boys that love to dance just like their mama. Family dance party involves each member of the family getting to choose whichever song they want to dance to that night. So one one family member gets to choose first and we all dance to their song and then it moves on to each other member of the family. So for us, there's four of us all together and it turns into a really nice fun way to end the evening together and also for the kids to get their wiggles out and get a little bit of last minute exercise right before bed. And so then after the family dance party is over, then they climb into, into bed and, and we do the rest of the bedtime routine In addition to the family dance party, another aspect of our kids' bedtime routine that has brought a lot of joy to all of us lately has been doing some fun bedtime stories. So sometimes each of my sons will just take turns telling their own creative story that they make up. But the one Thing that we've been doing a lot lately that's been going over well is uh, like a family story where one person will start the story, and then they leave it like with a cliffhanger, and then the next person takes over and tells the story, and you go around and tell everyone has told their piece of the story, and you've created something fun and usually pretty silly to enjoy. And so both of our kids have really enjoyed the storytelling as well. There's one other aspect of our kids' bedtime routine that has been really sparking a lot of joy for us lately. And that is always talking about what we're grateful for. This is what we do at the very end of the night. So oftentimes we've done family dance party already, and we've done a round of storytelling. And then we close out the kids' bedtime routine by each member of the family saying what they're grateful for. And we've been doing this definitely throughout the pandemic times. I think we started a little bit before that, but It's been a practice that I've been so glad to have just to bring that back to what we're grateful for because we do have so much to be grateful for. It's a really nice way to get to listen to my kids and to find out, you know, what it is that they're feeling grateful for in the moment and for me to share with them what I'm grateful for. I think that we spend so much time together now more than ever before. And just getting to take the time to acknowledge one another and how grateful we are to have each other has been really meaningful and has definitely brought us a lot more joy. In addition to this gratitude ritual that we do with our kids during their bedtime routine, I also have a morning routine that I practice, and gratitude is part of my morning routine as well. If you haven't already listened to it, I have a podcast episode that's called My Breakdown, Why I Don't Work on Sundays or Go Without My Morning Routine. And in that episode, I talk about my full morning routine, which includes a gratitude practice I think having my morning gratitude practice and then always tying it up in the evening again with another gratitude practice in the evening is a really important part of how I've been able to cultivate more joy in my life too. I think that taking multiple opportunities each day to remind ourselves what we're grateful for is a wonderful way to cultivate more joy in your life. I really hope that you will take the time to ask yourself, what are the activities that trigger pure joy to bubble up inside of you when you engage in them? And I really hope that you'll commit to calendar them into your life the same way that you calendar your work and that you calendar the other commitments that are important. Remember that sparking joy in our lives isn't a luxury, it's a necessity Look for ways you can make room for joy in your life. It might be as easy as dancing a little bit every day in your kitchen. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you shared it with someone you think could benefit from hearing it. Until next time, and with gratitude, Kara Stein Conaway.